Welcome to Hollywood Insider's Podcasts. Do subscribe and feel free to visit HollywoodInsider.com for more. Hollywood Insider is a media network focused on substance and meaningful entertainment while being against gossip and scandal so as to utilize media as a tool to unite and better our world by combining entertainment, education, and philanthropy. Today's episode is titled Jim Gaffigan, 32 Facts on One of the Most Relatable Comedians. This article is written by Carrie Fishbane. Thank you for coming out. It is great to be here. Thank you so much. It is. Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest comedians out there today. He has packed stadiums and earned tons of views on TV and streaming. Gaffigan has earned his fans by ranting about subjects the everyday person cares about, family, his kids, and bacon. He dedicates a weird amount of his stage time to talking about the beauty of high cholesterol food. Gaffigan has garnered a name for himself as one of the most relatable and down-to-earth comedians in the world. So today, we will honor the pale tourist, the noble ape, the one, the only, Jim Gaffigan, with 32 facts about his career and life. Number 1. He was born in Illinois. His birth name is James Christopher Gaffigan. Is it just me or does his full name make him sound like he was born to go to prep school? Number 2. His dad was a banker. Michael Gaffigan was the president and CEO of Mercantile National Bank. Clearly, young Jim wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, so he pursued a career in stand-up comedy. I love the Midwest, but really, no one should live there. No one. It's just, it's, for over half the year, it's, it's unlivable. <laughs> Number three, both his parents were giving people. Both Marsha and Michael Gaffigan were involved in a lot of charity work while Jim was growing up. Number four, he has six siblings. Jim is the youngest of his siblings. He claims being the baby of the family has prepared him to be taken care of by a lot of people. I'm the youngest too, and when you're the youngest of a big family, people are always like, you're the baby, you're spoiled. You know, the fact about when you're the youngest of a big family, by the time you're a teenager, your parents are insane. Number five, Michael Gaffigan was a first generation college student. Having grown up in a poor family, Michael always encouraged his kids to find jobs that ensured financial security. Clearly, Jim took head of his dad's advice, as he took a job where in the early days of his career, he could earn $20 and a free hot dog for a full night of performing. Number six, he was once a jock. We were doing these two-a-days, and everyone was complaining. But I was like, well then why do we do it? And then one day I just woke up, I went into the coaches, and I said, I can't do this. I know it's hard to believe that Gaffigan's most famous bit revolves around Hot Pockets, but at one point in his life, Gaffigan was the star of his high school and college football team. Number seven, he graduated Georgetown University with a degree in finance. And I went to the alumni house when I was in college, and I wrote into the computer database, stand-up comedian, and there was one result, and it was Jim Gaffigan. Apparently, Georgetown didn't have a major for cracking jokes about breakfast food. Gaffigan's major implies that he was originally planning to follow in his dad's footsteps, but then he figured out the smart thing to do was to find a way to make money talking about how lazy he is for a living. He worked as a litigation consultant shortly after graduating and, to quote the man himself, I wasn't horrible at it. Yes, David Letterman was my mentor. He probably didn't know that and most likely wouldn't care anyway. Number eight, he had some great comedy influences. 
Gaffigan spent his early years obsessed with SNL and David Letterman, as any good future comedian should be. He received comedy mentorship from Dave Attell. There, were, there was a couple years where I was like, all right, I guess I'm the weird uncle that does stand up, that lives in a dirty apartment, and at least I get to do what I like. Number nine, improv turns into stand-up. After college, Gaffigan got a job in advertising, but at night, he'd take improv classes. It was in one of these classes that his friend encouraged him to try stand-up, and the rest is history. Well, when you bowl, what are you doing? Rolling rocks, very smooth, round rocks. I visualize 10 rolling rock bottles down there. Number 10, pursuing stand-up isn't easy. In other news, the sky is blue and bacon is yummy. In the 90s, Gaffigan was having such a difficult time getting gigs that he started auditioning for commercials to make some money. The funny thing is, nowadays, Jim has starred in over 200 commercials and he's one of the biggest comedians in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, make your Christmas plans now. Here he is, Jim Gaffigan, everybody. Number 11, one of his heroes gave his career a boost. Gaffigan struggled in the world of comedy for a grueling seven years before his hard work finally paid off. David Letterman enjoyed Gaffigan's comedy and so he became a regular on his show. As a young comedian, appearing on The Late Show with David Letterman was not just my ultimate goal. It was also the only measurable achievement of significance for a young stand-up comedian. Number 12. What's up with the weird high-pitched voice he uses? Gaffigan does a couple of impressions in his stand-up, but the most common one is a high-pitched voice that he uses to self-criticize jokes he just told. The voice was developed over years of performing and is used to disarm hecklers and critics by beating them to the punch. Number 13. His secret fantasy is to be a farmer. Unfortunately, in order to make his dream a reality, he'll have to first move out of Manhattan. Not many successful farmers make a living growing crops off the side of a windowsill, but Gaffigan, ever the introvert that he is, likes the idea of the seclusion and isolation that comes with the life of a farmer. You know, I'm a comedian with five kids, five kids. who's really good looking. Mm -hmm. What? And, I mean, yeah. Number 14, he has five kids. Quite a lot of little ones for a man who gives off the vibe of always wanting to be in front of a TV with a pizza bagel in hand. When addressing his amount of offspring in The Noble Ape, he said, frankly, it's too many. Honestly, I shouldn't be making fun when I can barely keep a plan alive, but still. Try to be a good dad. I got my kids a dog. I rescued a dog. Thank you. Number 15, he rescued a dog. Gaffigan had a rescue dog shipped to him from Jamaica. He rescued a dog who was suffering immensely from tropical sunsets and pristine beaches to come live in a place where the only natural beauty is when a rat mutates the ability to drag a slice of pizza downstairs. I wish I liked fish. I wish I was the person in the restaurant so like, you know, I don't get to go out to dinner that often, but instead of getting a delicious steak, I'll get the fish because I like disgusting food. Number 16, he hates salmon. If there's one thing every Gaffigan fan knows is that the man loves food. His attitude towards food reminds one of a freshman in college who's just realized his parents won't be watching what he eats for the first time. But much to everyone's surprise, there are actually some foods he will not let anywhere near his mouth. Apparently, he's not a fan of salmon. Jimmy, I have a surprise for you. Number 17, like father, like son. Apparently, Jack Gaffigan was bitten by the performance bug just like his dad. 
Jack starred as a younger version of Jim in The Jim Gaffigan Show. Number 18. His Hot Pockets routine was inspired by a commercial. Gaffigan's most well-known stand-up routine is his bit about Hot Pockets and his Beyond the Pale stand-up special. This routine was inspired by a commercial that he at first thought was an SNL skit, but upon further inspection, it turned out to be a genuine advertisement for Hot Pockets. That's not the end of your no. criminal career. In no. 2002, this you were on Law like Order Criminal Intent. You played a character named Russell Matthews, a crematorium owner suspected of murder. Number 19. He's Law & Order's favorite guest star. Gaffigan has made appearances on every version of Law & Order, from the original to SVU to Criminal Intent. Everyone, hey, it's Jim Gaffigan. Number 20. In 2013, he honored everyday heroes. CNN hosted CNN Heroes, an all-star tribute, an event which honored everyday people who have done extraordinary work in the world and their communities, bettering the lives of others. Gaffigan was one of the celebrity presenters. Number 21. Nowadays, he's a movie star. Gaffigan has appeared in comedies like 2019's Drunk Parents and 2001's Super Troopers, but Gaffigan has also taken his turn as an action hero starring in 2018's American Dreamer. Number 22. The Larry Johnson averse is definitely a thing. Gaffigan's character Larry Johnson both showed up in a Law & Order episode in 2009 and also in the movie Super Troopers. Does this mean that the two properties exist within the same universe? Roy. Steven? Hey man, long time no see. Number 23. He played a recurring guest character in That 70s Show. Gaffigan shows up as Roy, Hyde's boss at the restaurant, in season 5. Roy was Hyde's big brother when his dad bailed on him. Number 24. He was considered for the title role in Craig Quits His Day Job. Craig Quits His Day Job premiered in 2016. Gaffigan did not get the lead role of Craig, and instead it was given to Garrett Teitelbaum. I'm clean, but it's, you know, my joke when people say, why don't you curse? I always say, Jesus told me not to. <laughs> Number 25. Wall Street Journal named him the King of Clean. Gaffigan is one of the few comedians nowadays who steers away from dirty jokes and cursing. In fact, his stand-up is so clean, he was invited to perform at the Catholic event Festival of Families, which was attended by Pope Francis. Number 26. He shares his success. In 2012, he gave $250,000 to his staff as a bonus. I suppose he can't spend all his money on buying every menu item at IHOP, so it has to go somewhere else. Number 27. He describes himself as a food lover, not a foodie. It's no secret that Gaffigan loves food. However, he doesn't claim to be very knowledgeable about it. I can name like three celebrity chefs, and he doesn't care about what farm his tomato was raised on. Like all the best of us, he just loves food. It's like, I want to eat. Um, I don't want to do anything. Number 28. He loves food so much, he wrote a book about it. Food, a love story is one of the greatest romance novels of all time involving bacon and ranch dressing. While promoting his book, Jim was quoted as saying, what are my qualifications to write this book? None really. So why should you read it? Here's why. I'm a little fat. My wife was so amazingly strong and brave during this whole experience. For three months after the surgery, she couldn't eat solid food. Number 29, his wife's brain tumor caused him to lay off food jokes for a while. 
After his wife was found to have a pear-sized tumor in her brain, Gaffigan refused to tell food-related jokes during his special Noble Ape. Fortunately, the tumor was removed and after Jeannie recovered, the food joke ban was lifted. The couple has used humor to get through one of the scariest times of their family's lives, but although they can laugh about it now, Jeannie is still in recovery mode. After a 10-hour surgery last April to remove a pear-sized tumor wrapped around her brainstem. Number 30. His wife's cancer was extremely scary. Jeannie Gaffigan had to go through a 9-hour surgery to remove her brain tumor. Jim said going through the ordeal with her has restored his faith in humanity. Number 31. He's toured the world. Number 32. He's charitable. Gaffigan donates $1 to the Bob Woodruff Foundation for every one of his albums downloaded. The Bob Woodruff Foundation provides aid to injured veterans and their families. facts on one of the most relatable comedians. This article is written by Carrie Fishbane. Thank you for coming out. It is great to be here. Thank you so much. It is. Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest comedians out there today. He has packed stadiums and earned tons of views on TV and streaming. Gaffigan has earned his fans by ranting about subjects the everyday person cares about, family, his kids, and bacon. He dedicates a weird amount of his stage time to talking about the beauty of high cholesterol food. Gaffigan has garnered a name for himself as one of the most relatable and down-to-earth comedians in the world. So today, we will honor the pale tourist, the noble ape, the one, the only, Jim Gaffigan, with 32 facts about his career and life. Number 1. He was born in Illinois. His birth name is James Christopher Gaffigan. Is it just me or does his full name make him sound like he was born to go to prep school? Number two, his dad was a banker. Michael Gaffigan was the president and CEO of Mercantile National Bank. Clearly, young Jim wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, so he pursued a career in stand-up comedy. I love the Midwest, but really, no one should live there. No one. It's just, it's, for over half the year, it's, it's unlivable. <laughs> Number three. Both his parents were giving people. Both Marsha and Michael Gaffigan were involved in a lot of charity work while Jim was growing up. Number four, he has six siblings. Jim is the youngest of his siblings. He claims being the baby of the family has prepared him to be taken care of by a lot of people. I'm the youngest too, and when you're the youngest of a big family, people are always like, you're the baby, you're spoiled. You know, the fact about when you're the youngest of a big family, by the time you're a teenager, your parents are insane. Number five. Michael Gaffigan was a first-generation college student. Having grown up in a poor family, Michael always encouraged his kids to find jobs that ensured financial security. Clearly, Jim took head of his dad's advice, as he took a job where in the early days of his career, he could earn $20 and a free hot dog for a full night of performing. Number six, he was once a jock. We were doing these two-a-days, and everyone was complaining. But I was like, well then why do we do it? 
And then one day I just woke up and went into the coaches and I said, I can't do this. I know it's hard to believe that Gaffigan's most famous bit revolves around Hot Pockets, but at one point in his life, Gaffigan was the star of his high school and college football team. Number seven, he graduated Georgetown University with a degree in finance. And I went to the alumni house when I was in college and I wrote into the computer database, stand-up comedian, and there was one result, and it was Jim Gaffigan. Apparently, Georgetown didn't have a major for cracking jokes about breakfast food. Gaffigan's major implies that he was originally planning to follow in his dad's footsteps, but then he figured out the smart thing to do was to find a way to make money talking about how lazy he is for a living. He worked as a litigation consultant shortly after graduating and, to quote the man himself, I wasn't horrible at it. Yes, David Letterman was my mentor. He probably didn't know that and most likely wouldn't care anyway. Number eight, he had some great comedy influences. Gaffigan spent his early years obsessed with SNL and David Letterman, as any good future comedian should be. He received comedy mentorship from Dave Attell. There, were, there was a couple years where I was like, all right, I guess I'm the weird uncle that does stand up, that lives in a dirty apartment, and at least I get to do what I like. Number nine, improv turns into stand-up. After college, Gaffigan got a job in advertising, but at night, he'd take improv classes. It was in one of these classes that his friend encouraged him to try stand-up, and the rest is history. Well, when you bowl, what are you doing? Rolling rocks, very smooth, round rocks. I visualize 10 rolling rock bottles down there. Number 10, pursuing stand-up isn't easy. In other news, the sky is blue and bacon is yummy. In the 90s, Gaffigan was having such a difficult time getting gigs that he started auditioning for commercials to make some money. The funny thing is, nowadays, Jim has starred in over 200 commercials and he's one of the biggest comedians in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, make your Christmas plans now. Here he is, Jim Gaffigan, everybody. Number 11, one of his heroes gave his career a boost. Gaffigan struggled in the world of comedy for a grueling seven years before his hard work finally paid off. David Letterman enjoyed Gaffigan's comedy and so he became a regular on his show. As a young comedian, appearing on The Late Show with David Letterman was not just my ultimate goal. It was also the only measurable achievement of significance for a young stand-up comedian. Number 12. What's up with the weird high-pitched voice he uses? Gaffigan does a couple of impressions in a stand-up, but the most common one is a high-pitched voice that he uses to self-criticize jokes he just told. The voice was developed over years of performing and is used to disarm hecklers and critics by beating them to the punch. Number 13. His secret fantasy is to be a farmer. Unfortunately, in order to make his dream a reality, he'll have to first move out of Manhattan. Not many successful farmers make a living growing crops off the side of a windowsill, but Gaffigan, ever the introvert that he is, likes the idea of the seclusion and isolation that comes with the life of a farmer. You know, I'm a comedian with five kids, five kids. who's really good looking. Mm -hmm. What? And, I mean, yeah. Number 14, he has five kids. Quite a lot of little ones for a man who gives off the vibe of always wanting to be in front of a TV with a pizza bagel in hand. When addressing his amount of offspring in The Noble Ape, he said, frankly, it's too many. Honestly, I shouldn't be making fun when I can barely keep a plan alive, but still. Try to be a good dad. I got my kids a dog. I rescued a dog. Thank you. Number 15, 
he rescued a dog. Gaffigan had a rescue dog shipped to him from Jamaica. He rescued a dog who was suffering immensely from tropical sunsets and pristine beaches to come live in a place where the only natural beauty is when a rat mutates the ability to drag a slice of pizza downstairs. I wish I liked fish. I wish I was the person in the restaurant so like, you know, I don't get to go out to dinner that often, but instead of getting a delicious steak, I'll get the fish because I like disgusting food. Number 16. He hates salmon. If there's one thing every Gaffigan fan knows, it's that the man loves food. His attitude towards food reminds one of a freshman in college who's just realized his parents won't be watching what he eats for the first time. But, much to everyone's surprise, there are actually some foods he will not let anywhere near his mouth. Apparently, he's not a fan of salmon. Jimmy, I have a surprise for you. Number 17, like father, like son. Apparently, Jack Gaffigan was bitten by the performance bug just like his dad. Jack starred as a younger version of Jim in the Jim Gaffigan Show. Number 18. His Hot Pockets routine was inspired by a commercial. Gaffigan's most well-known stand-up routine is his bit about Hot Pockets and his Beyond the Pale stand-up special. This routine was inspired by a commercial that he at first thought was an SNL skit, but upon further inspection, it turned out to be a genuine advertisement for Hot Pockets. That's not the end of your no. criminal career. In no. 2002, this you were on the honor like of a criminal intent. You played a character named Russell Matthews, a crematorium owner suspected of murder. Number 19, he's Law & Order's favorite guest star. Gaffigan has made appearances on every version of Law & Order, from the original to SVU to Criminal Intent. Everyone, hey, it's Jim Gaffigan. Number 20, in 2013, he honored everyday heroes. CNN hosted CNN Heroes, an all-star tribute, an event which honored everyday people who have done extraordinary work in the world and their communities, bettering the lives of others. Gaffigan was one of the celebrity presenters. Number 21. Nowadays, he's a movie star. Gaffigan has appeared in comedies like 2019's Drunk Parents and 2001's Super Troopers. But Gaffigan has also taken his turn as an action hero starring in 2018's American Dreamer. Number 22. The Larry Johnson averse is definitely a thing. Gaffigan's character Larry Johnson both showed up in a Law & Order episode in 2009 and also in the movie Super Troopers. Does this mean that the two properties exist within the same universe? Roy. Steven? Hey man, long time no see. Number 23. He played a recurring guest character in That 70s Show. Gaffigan shows up as Roy, Hyde's boss at the restaurant in season 5. Roy was Hyde's big brother when his dad bailed on him. Number 24, he was considered for the title role in Craig Quits His Day Job. Craig Quits His Day Job premiered in 2016. Gaffigan did not get the lead role of Craig, and instead it was given to Garrett Teitelbaum. I'm clean, but it's, you know, my joke when people say, why don't you curse, I always say, Jesus told me not to. <laughs> Number 25, Wall Street Journal named him the King of Clean. Gaffigan is one of the few comedians nowadays who steers away from dirty jokes and cursing. In fact, his stand-up is so clean, he was invited to perform at the Catholic event Festival of Families, which was attended by Pope Francis. Number 26. He shares his success. In 2012, he gave $250,000 to his staff as a bonus. 
I suppose he can't spend all his money on buying every menu item at IHOP, so it has to go somewhere else. Number 27, he describes himself as a food lover, not a foodie. It's no secret that Gaffigan loves food. However, he doesn't claim to be very knowledgeable about it. I can name like three celebrity chefs, and he doesn't care about what farm his tomato was raised on. Like all the best of us, he just loves food. It's like, I wanna eat, um, I don't wanna do anything. Number 28, he loves food so much he wrote a book about it. Food, a love story, is one of the greatest romance novels of all time involving bacon and ranch dressing. While promoting his book, Jim was quoted as saying, what are my qualifications to write this book? None really. So why should you read it? Here's why. I'm a little fat. My wife was so amazingly strong and brave during this whole experience. For three months after the surgery, she couldn't eat solid food. Number 29, his wife's brain tumor caused him to lay off food jokes for a while. After his wife was found to have a pear-sized tumor in her brain, Gaffigan refused to tell food-related jokes during his special Noble 8. Fortunately, the tumor was removed, and after Jeannie recovered, the food joke ban was lifted. Uh, the couple has used humor to get through one of the scariest times of their family's lives, but although they can laugh about it now, Jeannie is still in recovery mode. After a 10-hour surgery last April to remove a pear-sized tumor wrapped around her brainstem. Number 30, his wife's cancer was extremely scary. Jeannie Gaffigan had to go through a nine-hour surgery to remove her brain tumor. Jim said going through the ordeal with her has restored his faith in humanity. Number 31, he's toured the world. Number 32, he's charitable. Gaffigan donates $1 to the Bob Woodruff Foundation for every one of his albums downloaded. The Bob Woodruff Foundation provides aid to injured veterans and their families. Oh, <laughs>